Welcome, everyone, to the Deloitte AI Institute Canada podcast, Demystifying AI. I'm your host, Aisha Green, manager of Deloitte AI Institute Canada. This is our first podcast, and it seems like a timely conversation to start. Within the mainstream business landscape, artificial intelligence, or AI, has been seen as a critical path to advancing the digital economy. However, there still is a strong misconception in the business world as to what is AI. The value of AI and understanding the value it delivers in a tangible fashion to consumers, shareholders, and organizations is the aim of this podcast. In the conversations, we explore the different faucets of AI and what it looks like. From our guests, you will hear from the digital trenches how AI systems are being used to drive value-based adoption of AI from enabling automation, accelerating intelligent use of data, to improving decision-making. I'm excited to introduce my guest today, who is a lifelong learner and problem solver. Her experience with switching from academia to entrepreneurship and then to large corporations has taught her how to solve real-world problems by applying her machine learning expertise and lead high-performing teams. Osge Yalelo, Vice President of Advanced Analytics, CIBC, truly enjoys creating business opportunities for her clients and partners by using technology. Osge, I understand you are driving an initiative that objectively estimates the value of AI investments and their potential outcomes. How is this done? Look, I mean, uh, main drive, main, main driver, main spark for at any organization, I think, uh, leveraging AI and uh, trying to that take that value or bring that value from AI is the competitive pressure. Right. Um, whether it's a fintech startup who can innovate at a faster pace than a larger organization or other big competitors in our market, there is absolutely pressure to be better. Right. Um, and the expectations as well with our clients. Right. Like personalization is just not a nice thing to have these days. It's in our everyday lives. So it's almost an expectation as well. Um, and. Uh, to to your point, like everything that we need to do through AI and advanced analytics really has to create the value. And also this concept of, I get this question a lot sometimes uh, for true people around me. They're like, well, what is the machine learning leader doing inside a bank, right? And, and I also remind uh, these folks is like, look, like leveraging data intelligently is not a new thing. Uh, for financial institutions, right? That this has been done for decades, especially in say like marketing and risk parts of the organization. And we're now applying it to more, we're applying more complex um, intelligence to more variety of the line of businesses, operation groups or functional groups uh, within within a bank today. So I want to pick up on a point that you said that this isn't an easy task to undertake. This is certainly something that people question um, even your presence within a bank and also sort of what value you add. So given that this podcast is about driving value, understanding the value of AI, I, I'm curious to hear what your response is for, for that question when it does rise. Look, I, I, generating that ROI, uh, so to speak, is, is, is not an easy task. And it's not, I wish sometimes it was only the technology being the answer to it, right? But to be able to generate value from data and especially advanced analytics and AI, I think there are a couple of things that we always need to keep in mind, right? One, in my opinion, is trust, 
and trust when I say is building that trust between, um, in my case, uh, my business partners within the bank and my team and the team of data scientists that we do and the work we do. And that means the trust in the AI systems that we build that they need to use and, and we need to manage uh, in a, their everyday lives, right? The second one, especially in larger enterprises, the organizational structure and the executive buy-in alignment. Um, I believe this is very, very, very important um, to get the true value from any of the AI, advanced analytics and AI initiatives. Um, all of the, or the most of the key executives really need to be aligned on the vision and the purpose of why we're doing this. Um, the third one is you can't manage what you don't measure. You might have heard this before, right? Um, but how do we measure this, right? Like how do we measure the success of models that we build within our bank? And it's not an easy task. Like recently you have mentioned that we actually are recently engaged with Deloitte um, to build an AI value calculator tool around that, this topic. And the whole idea is to help us properly measure, measure the impact of our advanced analytics use cases. Right. So now we actually have a tool in place that our data scientists and business partners leverage upfront and throughout the life cycle of a model. And the last one is technology. But I always say technology comes the last. Um, I think it's uh, it should be the easy part of the solution um, because everything is available out there. It's just the willing time and the investment that uh, we need to do and bring the right technology in the right place to be able to harness the data that we have and create intelligence solutions and value out of it. So those are great foundations in terms of just what to think about, sort of the buy-in, understanding who's the network of approvers, understanding how trust is built, and also the integration between different um, entities and departments and leaders within your organization. Going back to that ability of, of building trust, it is not easy. And sometimes it is hard to kind of display what is the long-term vision and goal for any objective that you're moving forward, regardless if technology is, is part of the equation. How do you uh, start to articulate what that value is? And how do you start to bring in the right people to those conversations? So my personal goal uh, within CIBC is is uh, one day to see our CEO and our senior executives speaking about the business shareholder and the positive client impact that we have um, created leveraging advanced analytics and AI publicly, say like during our investors days or analyst calls and such, right? Like I really am looking forward to the day that AI is not a special thing anymore, but it is just ingrained in everything that we do. Right. Um, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be tomorrow. Uh, it will take, take some time. But everything that we do is to be like a real business impact. And to be able to do that, we need the right tools, processes in our environment. Um, and um, so my team has been actively building these tools and processes today uh, with the goal of making it available to any advanced analytics group within CIBC. Um, and we have to be able to assess the high impact use cases, then assign an estimate value uh, to that use case or impact, let's call it that way. 
And after that, that it's about finding out the, what's the current baseline of what we do today and how we would improve that baseline with the application of advanced analytics and AI. So finally, we need to be able to properly track the success of the model and continue quantifying the value of that success when possible, right? So those are some great insights for people who are just getting started, organizations as well as um, academia. I'd like to maybe just turn back to some words of wisdom because uh, people start off in this space and quickly um, get either burnt out or confused because they really don't know where to start. So when we're looking at KPIs, what, what are those um, maybe golden nuggets that you can share with people? Because uh, you're right, it is a, a matter of testing, iterating and pivoting and knowing when you can, you can kind of keep climbing up that Hill, what, what are those words of wisdom that you would uh, tell anybody who's getting started? Again, I think the being able to measure what you build is really, really important. And when I say measure, it's, it's not necessarily just the like the dollar value measurement, but what is it as every executive, like we, we have to have our next year's plans, right? What is it that we would like to achieve? And most of the times they know what we want to achieve and how we get there. And my struggle, I, I can tell you two years, over two years ago, when I first joined CIBC, I kept asking everyone around me, like, how do you, what are those metrics that you track yourself against, right? And and nobody knew, to be honest, I couldn't get any good answers. It was like, well, I'm trying this, I'm trying that. Like everybody is, was, and in, I believe is still in a constant test and learn mechanism, right? So I think one thing that I would say, be comfortable with testing and learning because we, dis, we, we, we we're not in a very um, established area uh of domain in my opinion so we have to test and try and see what works and what doesn't work right like um we we do that again because the value is very important to me the business value of everything that we do we that's one of my kpis in the last two years and we'll continue to do that and certainly it seems like uh, with, the, with the new tools that you're implementing, you're in that position where you can quickly pivot and learn and, and figure out what works and what doesn't. I want to turn back to sort of that personal vision that you had initially, where you said, you know, you are hoping for the CEO to easily talk about AI, its application, its analytics. Walk us through that, what that would look like on a regular everyday basis if we're, you know, five years down the line and, and we see this um, implemented at scale. Here's the thing. I think once that happens, we actually won't be talking about AI anymore, right? <laughs> because it would be it would be ingrained into every product or every service that we have or we do anyway. So we don't think about it. Like the very good example is like any um, technology company today, when or any application that we build today, all of them has earlier I mentioned like the personalization piece of it, right? But we don't think about it anymore. Nobody thinks if the search engine is leveraging machine learning in the back end or the online store that we buy our things is leveraging machine learning in the back end. Nobody talks about it anymore because it's just ingrained in it, right? So I think that's that's the ideal stage that when we, um, I think when our CEO talks about the impact that we have, it would be only me and my team knowing 
that's the impact that we created because we would know that <laughs> we build it in the back end, but nobody else has to know, right? So it's not necessarily that um, our CEOs, senior executives going and saying that this is the value of AI creating for us, but it's more like, hey, it's in our everyday day lives now. It's part of our application development process. Let's put it that way, right? Uh, or part of our services, and it's just something that we do in the back end, right? And it also has to come with uh, very <laughs> proper controls and um, and the uh, uh, the right sized uh, intelligence. Let's put it that way, because you know how some might freak out when you realize your e-commerce website knows more about you than you know about yourself. You know, they're popping up and or advertisements that you see on your social media. You're like, wait a second, why am I getting this, right? Like, this is almost like too much information you're collecting about me. And now it's starting to become creepy, right? Yeah, I was, I was just going to uh, ask you to explore that a little bit more because that ethical creepy side of it is, is what a lot of consumers also consider about AI. And, you know, they say, I am taking a far stance of not even touching it, but not realizing that it's in your phones, it's in your computers, you're already ingrained in using AI. So what are those type of conversations that you have at the consumer level to as either mitigate or even get them to realize what the ethical implications are? Absolutely. Look, I mean, this is an area that I'm personally invested in. And personally, it bothers me. There's just like too much personalization at time and it makes me worried. And I'm like, what else do you know about me? Um, so look, I because I'm personally very much invested in it. And on top of it, keep in mind, banks are a highly regulated industry, right? Um, through OSFI. So everything that we do, we have to be very careful about how we're using our data, right? Whether it's client data, operations data, it doesn't matter. Anything sitting within our uh, bank's um, data storage, let's put it that way, I have to be extra, extra, extra cautious about how I'm leveraging that data. So the regulatory landscape on a side well, recently, on top of it, we have also heard uh, the our federal Bill 27, um, also, uh, the AI Act um, called ADA. That will also start impacting many other industries as well as the financial sectors, right? So sure, there's personal interest. Yes, there's a lot of regulatory pressure coming in. And with all those keeping these keeping in mind, like my team also has been building an AI governance framework where we look at the full model lifecycle from data input to model output and point out key documentation processes that need to exist in this lifecycle to create trustworthy AI solutions. And, um, and the, our, the AI governance frame, framework will ensure AI is aligned with our organization's strategies, objectives, values, uh, it will ensure AI will drive business value that can be measured. It will comply with legal, regulatory, and organizational requirements, and that it should be trusted by all stakeholders. And when I say all stakeholders, everyone, including our clients, our shareholders, our business partners, everyone in that cycle. So this is something very close to my heart, and I'm, and I'm, um, we're definitely. Uh, 
uh, putting a lot more intention, uh, attention into the trustworthy AI and overall AI governance um, areas. For you specifically, looking at the lens of CIBC, what's the next step? Look, at this point, as I mentioned, AI governance and trustworthy AI underneath that umbrella is a huge undertake. Uh, it will be a continuous work and continuous improvement for at least a few more years, in my opinion. Um, and on top of it, for me, it's all about execution and scaling right now. How can I scale what we do today within the bank? And I'm not a big believer of throwing more people and money at, at the problems. Um, maybe it's still the part of me that comes from that startup founder <laughs> experience. Like I do like to be very opportunistic and pragmatic and solve the bigger items with the resources that we have. So the question is, I think we're at a good place now, but the next question is like, how do we scale? How do I make sure that we have more um, talent within our bank who can do these things with our support, but not 100% relying on us, right? How can we create more self-sufficient teams within our banks that can leverage advanced in, uh, AI, advanced analytics and AI, again, within the right controls, right? I think at this point, it's all about scaling and executing. Where next can we look at in extracting value of AI? Look, here's the thing. Once uh, this is a learning for me too, because this is the first time that I actually got in very industry specific in my career journey. So um, it, once you are in a very specific industry, you sometimes think about only what you have and what you can do. There are absolutely always opportunities from the other industries, in my opinion, and and even within within the bank itself, right? Like we might be looking at the same data and solving a marketing problem, or we might be looking at the same data and solving a risk problem, right? But the question that you ask from the same data sources might be totally different, right? Like you're looking at the same data, but asking different questions. So the visibility to what the others are doing, uh, absolutely important. And the way that we do it, or I do it is, try to get to as many of the good conferences um, that we can. Uh, stay connected to the universities. We have some great university partnerships that we work with um, and uh, research partners like MIT and Vector. And on top of it, um, our, uh, our um, um, service providers um, like Deloitte, right? Like because we know uh, you guys are always working with many, many different customers, sometimes in many different countries as well, not just Canada. So it's always great to do that. I, I, I always say to our Deloitte partners, this is my sanity check, right? I'm like, I think what I'm doing sounds good, but can you guys do a sanity check for me? Like, this, is this making sense? Is this aligning to what you're seeing in the outside world, right? So um, I say that having the right partners around you and surrounding yourself with the right partners is also absolutely key. That's great. And, and thank you for that. I think um, every audience will appreciate the fact of having a sounding board. So we're almost at time, Osgay, but I do want to leave sort of um, maybe a final thought that you want to share within this podcast. I would strongly suggest that surround yourself with the people who doesn't have the skill sets that you do already and who can bring a different perspective um, uh, at the table, right? Um, it's 
if you're not the person who really truly understands the the data science that's absolutely okay just go find the right person but if you're direct if you're one of those people my only suggestion is that please don't go hire a researcher because you will most likely have a communication challenge with a researcher and you're the business person who doesn't really know how to leverage AI. I find people with both communication and data science skills are so, so, so important and valuable for our organizations or for any organization because they can translate. They can be the translator in between. I always say everybody has to have at least one translator, if not more. Um, because if you don't have the translators, your business and data science teams are never going to be able to connect at the right level. I like that. And and it it does kind of go to that old adage of all singing from the same course sheet. So um, having that, that uh, yeah, having that translator, I think is um, unique and one that maybe not everybody realizes as well. So thank you for that. What a start to an interesting series. Thank you so much, Osgay. I want to thank you again. Ozge Yelelo, Vice President, Advanced Analytics, CIBC, for kicking us off for this series and our first of many episodes on demystifying the value of AI. To you, the listener, thank you for tuning in to the Deloitte AI Institute Canada podcast, Demystifying AI. If you would like to learn more information about this podcast or other podcasts within our series, please visit us at the Deloitte AI Institute Canada webpage. We look forward to seeing you next time. Have a great day.